Hello, and welcome to Forward Church Online. In this weekly podcast, we hope that you'll have an encounter with God through inspired teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. How many know that this word has the power to change your circumstances? How many believe that this word has the power to change your situation? How many believe this word has the power to completely rearrange, shift, and move things around in your life and in the life of those that you come into contact with? How many knows that we come in contact with people every day who have things in their life, things that are in the way, blocking them from, you know, when you're, when you're moving and, 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 you're, and you're moving, when we moved in January, you're moving all these things. And, and how many knows if you put a refrigerator in front of the door and leave it, and then you're coming up with all these boxes, you can't get stuff through the door that needs to get into the house because that's where it belongs because you got something else that's in its way. But how many knows a refrigerator doesn't belong in the doorway? It belongs, it's got a place. So as long as we're lined up with the word of God, as long as we're lined up with his purpose and his plan, and we check out the blueprint of where things are supposed to go in our lives, then everything will just function and flow together. Thus is why we're all here together today. Amen. If you brought your Bibles with you, turn with me this morning uh, to Micah. Um, go um, Go to Matthew and hang a left. Or if you really just need to go ahead and go to the table of contents, it's really cool. That's like one of my favorite pages in the Bible, table of contents. Because don't be sitting over in Ruth somewhere, you know, talking about, amen, brother, preach it. And you nowhere near where, we, where we're at. How many have ever been there before? Now, not that you're going to say amen, but, but you know, you, what, where, hey, where did he say we were at again? And today with new technology, if you don't have your Bible, we have so graciously provided a glowing screen on the wall. If you have a glowing screen in your hand, that's acceptable as well. Did you have a good Christmas? Was it, was it a good, was it good? Let's turn those back lights on. Yeah, I'm having, I can see about the first three rows and everybody in the back. I just want to make sure everybody's awake because I was told that, that by a person that's sitting somewhere near the rear of the, of the auditorium today, that, um, that there would be faces and things being made to try to throw me off. And, and so I just want to be prepared for when that comes because I have uh, retaliation. How many knows it's all about recovery? <laughs> that, that little nervous golf laugh y'all have <laughs> he might be serious but it is good uh, we still got a lot of families that are that are out traveling uh uh getting ready to come back in how many knows the teachers still have one more one more week to do their thing and then we're back in the classroom get ready to turn the corner and and head on down the home stretch but so so we still have a lot of families that are that are that are traveling on the road coming back and we pray for their safety uh, and but we're glad you're here today. We're excited for those that are listening uh, by podcast. We welcome. We put our hands together and welcome right all in this house. We want to welcome those that are listening, tuning in by podcast today. Um, I tell you what, it, it is it's it is it is so encouraging to be able to go to the back part of our website. It's the part that we get to see as a staff and see the lives that are touched. And uh, somebody said, "Well, that sounds like numbers." It's all about the numbers. And um, I'll let that sink in, but, but because Jesus was all about people, 
And, and anytime Jesus was on the scene, there was big crowds. I'm talking about when he had a fish fry, it was, it was a lot more than my budget could afford. Amen? I don't know about you. Maybe y'all could drop that 5,000 uh, fish and loaves and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, but it is, it is good to, to be in the house, and we're honored that you're here and, and being connected with all that God is doing here at Forward Church. Are you there yet? Micah chapter 6, uh, verse 6 through 8. And just to kind of set it up, what, what you're looking at is, is God, God was speaking to the children of Israel. He was speaking to his people who he had brought out of Egypt. He had brought out of the world. He, like some of us, we've been in the world. We were a part of things that, that don't represent a Christian lifestyle. Um, some of us uh, may still have um, flashbacks, and, and that's okay. How many know that Jesus covers a multitude. How many knows that it was all about love? Amen. Love covers a multitude of sins. And if you're like me, you come with a with a heavy. You've came with a heavy package uh, this morning. But in this story, we're we're seeing um, basically what he was saying. Uh, the things that were going to happen because they they had they had been set free. They had been come out of out of slavery and out of bondage. But then they began to to go back to some of their past and things they were familiar with. How many knows that it's very easy for us to go back to things that we were once comfortable with or what is familiar to us. Amen. And so this is kind of where we pick the story up. And, and so they're saying, well, with verse six says, with what shall I come before the Lord? With what shall I come? We just sang about that. Like, what can I do? What can I say? How many knows that sometimes we talk too much when it comes to, to God? Well, God, I, I know and I need this. And, and man, I, did you know he already knew? Sometimes we just need to admit what the problem is and then shut up and get out of the way. Because, I mean... He's the answer. If he was asking for our opinion, uh, and if you were in a place where you weren't calling on him, then you would have already had it figured out anyway. So we call on him, but then we want to take back over the reins and say, well, I got this. I'm kind of jumping ahead of my notes. We'll get there in just a few minutes. But he said, with what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? With the, <clears throat> will the Lord be pleased with a thousand with thousands of rams, with 10,000 rivers of oil. Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has showed you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Can you say that? Say, act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. Come on, let's say it again. Say, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Now, come on, say it one more time. Say, act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. That's the three things. That's, that's, all, that's all we, that's, that's it. it and there's so much more, but it can be captured and captivated in those three points. If we act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. And, and, and it, this isn't going to be on the screen, but... I was just, I was, I was kind of going down and, 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 and some of the things that uh, were going to happen to them if they didn't act justly, love mercy, and begin to walk humbly. It said, listen, the Lord, and this is verse 9, it's not going to be on the screen, but it says, the Lord is calling to the city. How many knows he's calling to this city? He is calling to the, and a lot of times we, we, we're, we're like, you know, when the bill collectors call us, we, we don't even say, no, thank you, I'm not interested. As soon as we hear the, the deal, we just go ahead and click. How many have ever done that? Don't throw your hands up because that would be rude. And that's, that's, not, that's not having love and mercy on people. That's just saying, mm-mm, 
But I've done it too. I'm going to go ahead and just submit that and throw that out there so you don't feel bad. But we, we do that. And how many times do we do that with God when he says, he begins to share things? And well, that's not what I, I didn't like that preacher. I didn't like what you were saying. That offended me or, or, or that, that's just, that, I, I, I'm not there yet. Oh, me. But he said, listen, the Lord is calling to the city and to fear, and to fear your name is wisdom. And he's speaking to people who are violent, people who are liars, and people who, who and I'm just kind of just skimming through here, and, 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 and people who have tongues that speak deceitfulness. How many knows that we work, how many of you work with people who, who no matter what, they, if they're, you've heard the old saying, if your mouth is moving, you're, you're not telling the truth. You know what I'm saying? But as long as we act justly and love mercy and walk humbly. It's that second bullet that I think the church, we have so, so many times, we get this wrong because we want to act justly and want to talk about justice when it comes to our lives. And we want to talk about showing love and mercy when it comes to our lives. But you let my brother screw up or you let so-and-so, so-and-so down, the, down, down the road uh, uh, that, that can't, comes to church and they offended me. Well, now, if they're gonna st- I'm going tr- to check this place out for a couple of weeks, but if they stay, I'm out. Why? Because you're not showing love and mercy that was extended to you. It just has blown my mind through the years of ministry how you watch. the. I mean, it's, you can see that word. All, he showed love and mercy to us, yet we're not willing to give it out to other people. So the message translation, uh, Josh, if you put that up for me, and I really like Eugene Peterson's, and I think this is just verse 8. It says, but he's already made it plain how to live, what to do, what God is looking for in men and women, and it's this. It's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. Now, I love this right here. This part right here says, and don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. That's that humble part. No, we take ourselves way too serious, and we don't take God serious enough. Well, what are you talking about? Well, just look at some of the things that we do. Look at some of the conversations we have. Look at some of the things we look at throughout the week. Look at some of the activities we, we're a part of. We're not, we're not really taking God that serious. Today's message is simply entitled, The Power of a First Response. The Power of of a first response. And I got to go ahead and tell you that this me- the message always hits home first before it's ever delivered. And this particular one, uh, it, because, because I fall short all the time on first responses, on the power of a first response. Did you know that everyone in this room understands the power of a first response? We do. We understand the power of a first response. Example would be, we understand when we see an advertisement that says, the first hundred people that show up at the store, we're going to give you a $200 gift certificate. Now, we understand the response in that. What is our response? Come on, pack your kids, pack up your purse, grab your mom and your daddy and all your family, and let's, let's, let's roll. Or the first hundred people that respond to this, to this phone call, that will call in, we've got a $500 gift card for you. What do you do? You go, through the, you go through the house of your five, six kids, whatever. You grab all their cell phones. You plug it in and say, call. Why? Because we understand the importance of a first response. The power. What, what's the, the power of a first response is you gain something because of your first response. Now, if our first response is not to engage... There's no power there. There's power, but you have nothing. 
It's the power of a first response. We also understand the power of a first response when we've been on the, in the job market. We're trying to change jobs. How many of you have ever filled out an application before? You go to fill out the application. You turn it in. A lot of people, they don't do that, that next step. The next step for me within 48 hours, if they haven't contacted me, I'm calling them to let them know this brother is, is excited about whatever you have to offer me. It's the power of a first response. I know as an employee, an employer at one time, those people, when they did that, I already knew. That didn't mean they were going to guarantee the job, but it let me know that my attention needed to, be, needed to be shifted to them because how many knows a lot of times you go into those type situations and your first response probably isn't, isn't the response that you would have liked for it to have been. You walk away from an interview and you're like, man, I wish I would have said, you know, man, I, I, I prep myself. I, I, this is how I would an- I always do it. This is how I would answer if. And see, I think as the body of Christ, we should be that same way. This is how I would respond to this situation. Because if you've already got your mind made up, what your first response is going to be. Am I talking too fast? Because I feel like it's just... Do I need to slow down? You can always go to podcast and and, and hit the slow down button if there is one. If not, we'll try to get you one. Um, Anyway... Uh, but how many, you know, you know, you know, we, if I just believe if we, if we really look and analyze life, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. The enemy has not changed his strategies. He's still coming at people the same way he always has. And how come we haven't figured out to look when he's, that doesn't mean to always look around the corner and say he's coming, but I'm ready for him when he does. And I already know what my response is going to be. See, this isn't something you learn as a new Christian. This is something that after you get the hell beat out of you over and over and over, and you go through things that hurt the mess out of you and you, and you experience heartache and you go, you know what? That feels just like the last time that that family member did that last Christmas. And you know what? I'm, it's not going to be that way. So next year when Christmas rolls around and I got to be around all these people with fake smiles and I got to do all that, this is how I'm going to respond to that. I'm going to act justly. I'm going to love mercy and I'm going to walk humbly with my God. You missed a good time to clap. Don't clap now. You're just going to have to pick it up on the next one because you lost that first response. And the reason I know that was good because all the hair on my leg just stood up. You can sense when the presence of God is in the room. And see, remember what I said, when you walk humbly with your God. How many knows you can't walk humbly without him? Because without him, you're very proud. I, this, some of this ain't even in. But without him, how many, know, how many have, have caught yourself walking into situations without God? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with, with God. In the opening video that we that we showed, the, the the common thread, the answer to the question that you asked everybody was what was the common thread? It was a response. You saw them all flip through the joy and and, and the leaping and and where it said Elizabeth's baby leaped in, in, inside of her when Mary came to share with her what the angel had said. What happened? It was a response that happened inside Elizabeth. In their conversations, uh, Mary and Elizabeth, she, uh, Mary told Elizabeth, she said, my soul glorifies or magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. What was that? It was a response. What is your response? What is our response? What is my response to, to, to what God has done in my life? When we get in times of worship, I mean, you, you, go, on, you go on down... And you see, uh, when Jesus was born, the angels came and bowed down and began to sing glory to God in the highest. That is the picture of what worship looks like. That first 25 minutes that we do when, when it takes everybody kind of, kind of hard. I don't think the shepherds and the angels walked up, you know, just. That's a picture of what, what's taking place in their life. And I was listening to, I was listening to a podcast yesterday um, 
on change of plans or something like that, Stephen Furtick, and, and, and I never looked at it this way, why he chose shepherds to come into worship. I never looked at it. I've never seen this before. Maybe just because I'm slow and ignorant I, 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 and unlearned, I don't know, untrained. But do you know why he picked them? Because they are the ones that n- nobody would have picked. I mean, if you hang out with sheep, sheep got stuff on them. Y'all thought I was going to go there, didn't you? They got stuff on them. And, 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 and they're nasty and they're dirty. And God, God didn't say, go to the Motel 6, we left the light on for you, get cleaned up, and then come find us where the spot of the stuff. He didn't say that. Come as you are. That's why we come in as we are. He chose them the least likely, the ones that, I mean, you're talking about the king of kings, the prince of peace, glory to God in the highest with these people that could clear the room because of their fragrance. And why did he do that? To show us those are the type of people we're supposed to go after. I encourage you, man, you find somebody who teaches the word. If, it, if, you, know, if, if, you, if you get a Weber overload and you can only handle once a week and you can't do the podcast thing, uh, find somebody you know, in addition to what God's speaking from this house because how many knows that God speaks to the area in which you live? Some of the things he's doing in other areas isn't for this area. It's for that because there's different things that are going on. But, but so in addition to this house, you need to be listening to somebody to get some word inside of you because you need to know what your first response is going to be when the enemy comes. Because if you just show up here trying to make a difference and then you step out, he's coming at you and you need to be ready with what your first response is. It's the power of a first response. It's what, it's, what, it's what happens when they, when they all gathered, when, the, when we just came out of Christmas and when the shepherds were there and, and, and they went back and, they, and, the, and the, they were instructed to tell everybody what they saw. It's the same thing that should be happening to us when we go back to the daily grind tomorrow. It's the same thing uh, when, when, you, when you're out there and you're, and you're um, um, welding. I saw it, but I couldn't picture it. When you're thousands of miles away from home and you're doing those things, man, you tell those people that, not, not necessarily the ones you work with, but the ones that are around you that, that, that you come in contact, you tell them, man, this is what God is doing back home in a small town in Chiefland. This is what God's doing in my life. The reason we read this story every year is because there's something that we're supposed to apply from that story to our lives today. See, worship isn't just what we do when we come in here together. Worship is a lifestyle. It should be something you're living every day of your life. It's the power of a first response. And I'll admit, which I already have, my first response, I ain't always proud of. My wife will tell you, I don't like change. I don't like surprises. Why? Because I'm a plan, planning person. I, I got everything lined up. And, and those of you who know me, you, you're, jugg, you're juggling inside. You're giggling inside because you know. You know and, and my first response, normally, if something changes from what I thought was going to happen, dude, I just lose it. I know they got medication for it, but I just don't like that because then it changes who I am. And I'm, I'm not a pill. I'm who I is. Amen? And, and it's not that I don't like change because I know that change is necessary because, again, it, you become comfortable where you are and then you'll never move. But how many knows we move forward? Amen. And if you're comfortable where you are, you'll never move. So change is fine. It's just as long as it came across my desk and I was aware of it before it came. But then it really wouldn't be a surprise change. So I'm just, I'm just messed up, right? Well, just pray for me. 
But I, I, it's not that I don't like change. An example would be, you know, today was Dad's birthday, and 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 and, and I was studying this morning. I was like, hey, I got this gift, and I'm gonna go ahead and take it to Dad's house. And so I just left in my PJs, which really aren't appropriate for for public uh, consumption, and um, just <laughs> work with me. And so, um, so I'm, I'll get a text, and Dad saying, "Hey, let's let's go eat at breakfast. My birthday, Josh, on our way." And I call him. I said, uh, "I'm actually on my way to your house to give you a gift." Well, yeah, well, come on. I said, "Dad, I don't even really have, I don't know, shoes on, and 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 a wife beater on, and and that's called a shirt, you know, muscle shirt. Just in case you you really need to throw, you say, oh God, we really got to pray for him, wife beater. Um, one of those, uh, what do they call them? Thank you. So I'm in the south. It's a wife beater. All right, and so so I don't know why they really called it that, but um. I had one of those, I was like, Dad, I can't, but, it, it, but it, no, 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 nobody care. I was like, yeah, but I care because Hardy's got the air like way down, and I'll be like real, real cold, and I ain't got no shoes on. So I zoomed back to the house and got this, but it was change. But because I had already been studying all week about what my first response was going to be, because I, re- I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 39 years old. I can say no if I want to to my dad. You know, we, we went out yesterday for your birthday and ate, and, and this morning's okay, I got a gift, and, I, and so no. That would have been my first response had I not been ready to address things in my life. That Not that that was just a bit, that big of a deal. Because, but how many of those, if you can't handle the small things, when the real big things come and something changes, you know, like, like you got a pile of clothes, you've been waiting all week, you've been real busy, and, and, you, and you're supposed to be washing clothes, and then when it's time to go do it, you ain't got no washing machine because it blew up. The devil got in there and said, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's big for some people, especially if you've waited like two weeks to wash clothes. It's either that or, you know, like my brother back there, just go buy you some drawers or whatever. <laughs> do what you got to do, I guess. But um, it's all in how we're prepared for the first response. If we just try to wing it, how many knows most of the time we're going to mess it up? Amen. So it's the power. When we understand the power of our response, then we'll dig in and, and, and begin to, to, to change some things and go, I, I got to be ready to respond because there's power in my response. There's life or death in the tongue. Amen? What is the first response? Y'all know who have Facebook. When somebody posts something that you don't like, what it, man, I, I can't get to my, I can't even get logged in quick enough. I got something I want to say. I want to respond to this. Why? Because there's a power in my response. Am I going to ask for any show of hands? Because we'd have to drop the altar call right then, right now. But I, I, I just don't understand. But I, I'll admit, one day I hope to become as godly as the people online who consistently want to point out fallacies and flaws of others. One day I hope to be that godly. Christian. I hope to be that godly. Whoa. It's your, it's your first response. It's the power of a first response. When, 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 what's your first response when tragedy strikes? I got this. If you were prepared for it, I got this. Think about the most tragic thing that happened in your life and how, how you responded just think about it. Just capture that in your mind and go, how I responded. Could I have changed that? It's the power of a first response. When difficult situations come, what's your first response? 
not what would your response have been like when you walk out of the interview and go, man, I wish I would have answered that a different way. It is all about recovery, baby. I always say it's about recovery. But what damage you could do to the enemy in your first response. How we respond in the midst of difficulty reveals, listen to this, how we respond in the midst of difficulty reveals everything about who we are and who's at the center of our lives. Now we're digging, we're digging, okay? You ready to dig? Get your shovels out. How we respond to difficulty reveals what's truly going on on the inside of our lives, how we respond. Is it Jesus at the center or is it me, my way, my will, my opinion, and my desires? That's a definition of, of a first response. Is it about you, your way, your will, your opinion, and your desires? My way says, I don't need anyone's help. I got this. Thanks. Pray for me. I got this. My will says, I don't need church. I just need more of what makes me happy. For those that struggle in this area, this is what the Holy Spirit told me yesterday when I was, when I was just jotting some, some stuff down. He said, everything outside the body of Christ is temporary, and everything within the body of Christ is eternal. Everything outside, why is it so important to be together? Because everything you do inside the body is eternal, but everything, every, everything you do outside the body is temporary. Now, that doesn't mean you can't go have fun and have boats and houses and go to the beach and go to a cruise and all. No, 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 no. But that is temporary. That is temporary. But, but what we do as a body, a.k.a. we load up in a charter bus in just a couple months and go to, go to uh, Gainesville, Georgia to a marriage conference, that is eternal. Everything that's going to happen together as a body will, is eternal. It has eternal factors, and it can leave it an eternal uh, 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 legacy in your life. And your marriage. And not only your marriage, but relationships. We're going to hang out and we get to go eat together. I get to find out what you like to eat. You're going to find out what I like to eat. And we're going to hang out. Why? That's eternal because it's relationship. Ministry is relationship. What we're doing down here is simply a response to what we believe about Jesus. It's the truth. When we come in here on Sundays and we come in here on Wednesdays and we make it a priority, it's just basically showing what's, what it's revealing, uh, uh, just a response and revealing what's important and how I viewed Christ and how important he is to me. That's what that's showing. And why do I do it? Because I know that everything we do in here is eternal. Now, you can come, and if you don't tap into the electricity, I can lay a light cord down beside that wall right there, but if I don't plug it in, it's dead. I can't turn the lights on. But, I gotta, but if I pick that up and I, and I connect it, there's something that I have to do. If I connect it to where the power is, then I'm exposed to everything that God wants for me. So you can come in and go, well, the reason, it, the reason it's so easy for me just to miss here and there and there is it's because you're not connected to the power. When you truly understand, I'm not being hard, but when you truly understand that what I do in here makes a lasting eternal difference and has an impact on what happens to me Monday through Saturday. I just take the word for, for what it is. What we're doing on the outside is a direct reflection of what's going on on the inside. Listen, when we're going through a season of doubt and discouragement, do we put Jesus on the shelf? 
It's easy. When we go through hard times, do we put him on the shelf? As a Christian, those around us, listen, as a Christian, those around us are watching and they're taking notes of our initial responses. They're watching. So if you're going to pick up the name Christ follower, make sure that you're, because make sure that, that your response and your first response to situations is, is something that would reflect Christ. Amen? Or do we make selfish decisions to dis, when we're going through hard times, listen, do we make the selfish decision to disconnect from the local church? And why is it important? To, to, because every one of us brings an attribute and giftings and qualities into the house. Every one of us has a gifting, a unique gift that was only created and designed for you. Now, you may be a plumber and you may be a plumber, but guess what? There is a, there is a, there's something on the inside that causes you to do it different than, than the brother over there. You have a unique gifting, a unique quality, and, and, and you bring that to the house. And when you don't, you're being selfish. Somebody said you're being hard. No, I'm trying to pull people that, that, that God wants to use to impact this area. And if... I just want people to get it, get it, get it. Don't, we, can't, we can't be selfish because basically what I'm saying is either you, 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 don't see yourself, you don't see the gifting or quality and others do see it and they're not walking humbly and they're like, I got this, I got mine and I'm, I'm handling my business. Listen, you carry something on the inside of you. And what you're carrying is, what you do carry is revealed in your first response. That's why Sunday, the day that we joined, we cho- for whatever reason, thousands of years before, is the reason why he chose this day, the very first day. Why don't we come, why didn't we come in and worship on a Tuesday? Now, we do on Wednesdays, but I'm saying, why is this day the first day? The first day. Listen, it's selfish for me as a parent to withhold my children from experiencing the presence of God within the local church just because I've had a bad day or my schedule is slammed. Let me just apply some pressure because I got three daughters of my own. And there are times I didn't feel like coming into the house. Even when I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't an occupation for me. And how many, this ain't a job. It is not a job. It's a requirement and a mandate from heaven that I just totally understand that if, if I don't, I'm going to be held accountable. And when the body of Christ understands that at whatever, it's all the same level at the, at the foot of the cross, but whatever, whatever stage or platform he gives us, we are held accountable for our first response. Are you still here this morning? Because I never want, I never want to be a pastor or, or a person who communicates the gospel where it's so hard that it, people just tune it out and go, no, man. That's it, why I said, if we really believe that this has the power to affect and change my life, if I believe that, it'll, it'll be revealed in my first response. What message are we, would we send to our kids if, if we keep them just because, man, it's been, I know y'all want to go to church, but, 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 and I'm not trying to stay here too long, but this is what, the, this is what God showed me. Because it, it happens in so many areas of our life. It's what kind of message are we sending to our kids? It's a message of justification. See, that's not just related to do we come to church and do we not. It's what prevents us in our first responses. 
It's called a message of justification. We justify because it's something we want to do. You always do what you really want to do, and you'll always be where you really want to be. Let me say this. It is justification and excuses that are currently keeping you, keeping you in a life of limitation. It's justification that is causing you to live a life that's got limits on it. How many knows God never called us to live life of limits? If I sat down here with a checkbook today and said, there is no limit, you tell me what you need and I'm going to drop the pen to the check and I'm writing this thing. Y'all would knock me down. Hey, Brother Bradley, I'll, I'll write the check myself. Listen, God is waiting and ready to do something enormous in our lives. But it's through our own justification process that we are limiting God. Let me say this. God is never limited by his capability. He's only limited by our capacity to receive what he has for us. He's never limited by his capability. He's got it. But we limit him by our capacity, what I have to receive what he has for me. This is a year, this 2015 is going to be a year of increase for this ministry. And if you line up with the word of God for your pocketbook, it's the truth. So what I said about the checkbook, I mean, hey, you know, if God, God, God blessed, I give it away. Are you prepared to receive it, what God wants for your life? Ah, but you don't know my situation or my circumstances. Maybe I don't. But let me say this. It's not your situation that determines your level of faith and courage. It's not your situation that determines or reveals the level. It is the way you view your situation that determines and reveals your level of courage and faith. It's not what you're going through. It's how you view it. It's how you see it. And if I was already prepared for it to come, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to engage my first response that I was already ready for, that, doesn't bo- that didn't bother me. That my dad called and said, hey, let's go to breakfast. But, I, I, but I, I, I got, I'm preaching. I got I to I I prepare. I got to get a shower. I got to get my clothes. I got to da 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 Sometimes God just wants to throw change in there to see how well we'll, we'll change things up. We may fail at giving him the opportunity to come, come through for us. God, I need you to come through. Listen, we may, he may, we may fail at giving him the opportunity to come through for us because it wasn't, wasn't because of anything that he could, couldn't do, but everything that we couldn't do. Now, let me say that better. I just had to make sure I got it out there. He's not limited by what he can do. He's limited by what we couldn't do. What is that? Preparing, making space. I'm not willing to let go of that relationship. I just couldn't, I just couldn't end that relationship. I just couldn't let go of that habit. I just, I just can't stop talking about that person that really hurt me. I just couldn't stop charging up my credit cards. I, no, now I don't have enough money to pay my tithe. What you do always determines where you'll end up. What you do, your first response will always determine where you'll end up. Every time. Every time. 
I say this all the time, but it's true. Position is everything. Position is everything. What sparked this message was really a tweet that I, that I posted, and, 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 and Brother Paul said, that'll preach. And this is what I remember saying. Oh, how we want God to be a first responder for us when we go through trials and tragedy. Yet we don't make him a priority on a daily basis. We want God to be the first responder for us. How many knows what a first responder is? We want God to be the first one on the scene, you know, the flashing lights and woo, I'm coming to your rescue. But, but he's not a first priority. He's not my first response. Facebook is my first response. Once I get my opinion of what you think about that, once I do that and then all crap, it just all falls apart. Now I want to call on Jesus. If my first response would have been saying, close in that laptop book and get in this book because the little man said that this thing has the power to change my life. You don't have to if you don't want to. That's all right. You hear it all the time in movies. What do they say when, they, when a kid's getting on trouble? Your mom has probably said it to y'all. Your daddy. You did da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And why'd you do it? But before you respond, Think. Before you respond. You ever seen that in a movie? Before you answer that, like, why'd you do it? Before, before you even think about bringing up that lie. See, kids, I remember it wasn't that long ago. I was the type of person that I already had my response prepared and ready in case I got caught. <laughs> now the truth comes out. Think before you respond. Why did we say that? Because there is power. Something will transpire. A transaction will be made based on how you respond. I saw this interesting quote. It said, life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you react to it. Jesse Kirby said, and I quote, I opened my mouth. Who is it? I have no idea, but I like this. I opened my mouth to respond, then decided to do that thing where, where we think before we speak. Everybody in the room, mama told you that. You better think before you, you child, you better think before you open up that mouth because I'm ready to respond. How many had a mama like that? How many, glad, how many, how many are glad that God doesn't respond to us that way? Because some of us be walking in here with a swollen jaw, eyes be shut. What happened to you, God? <laughs> Come forward, church. Believe what we believe. Psalms 46.1 says, God is our refuge. God is our strength. He is a very present help in times of trouble. Not Facebook. We want to run and tell everybody. Well, Pastor Bradley, I've seen some of your posts. Yep. He's still working on me, too. I ain't trying to hide nothing because he sees it all. But it says God is our refuge. You got problems. You got issues. Don't stay out there because you had a bad day. It says God is my refuge. What happens in here, what's going to happen next week is determined by what you did this week. It's sowing and reaping, and it ain't about the money, honey. It's talking about whatever you sow now, you want to reap a harvest for it later. It's in every area. People are like, well, how come so-and-so, they, they living they live in the world, and they have the devil, and they playing 
devil music and they doing all this and stuff. And how come they so blessed? Because it's sowing and reaping. It, it don't... His word doesn't return void. I was, I'm just dropping this in here just for a second because some people have always, under, always never under really stood why certain people who we know are not living according to the gospel, but how come they're blessed? It's because they're sowing. Look at the, look at, if we could look at the paycheck, uh, not the paycheck, but the, the, the check register of some of these same people you've already got in your mind right now and look at the things they've given to. Africa, Haiti, it's the same thing. It's sowing and reaping. It doesn't return void. Whatever they sow, that will, they also reap. They're walking in blessing, even though that part, they're not lined up in every area. But, but as a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So what we do in here makes a lasting, matter of fact, let me just say this, everything we do makes a lasting eternal Results. Everything we do. That's why it's so important about our first response. Every, everything, everything we do. Sure, that stuff is temporary. That part is true. Somebody said, you going back on what you said at the beginning? No, 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 no. It is temporary, but it has a lasting and eternal effect on you. What you talking about? Heaven or hell? That's an eternal decision. That's an eternal result based on what I did. In 2015, God is calling this ministry and the members, or what I like to call you owners. You can be a member of a, of a club, but you ain't coming to cut the grass at the club. But if you're a member, I mean, an owner, you're responsible for getting it done. I own my house. I don't see y'all coming down to knock down my door to cut my grass. You're a member of the church, and y'all love us, but I own the house. And God is calling this ministry and the owners of it, the membership of it, Forward Church, to be first responders. How are we going to reach? This is what I hear, city takeover. You've already probably seen that on Facebook if, you, if you're stalking. A city takeover. What does that look like? That doesn't mean we're going to take Jesus. We're going to take them to Jesus. We're here to tell you about Jesus. No, I'm coming to take you to Jesus. I'm not trying to bring him to you. I'm trying, because I, I, I know what I, if we really understood what we carry has the, has the power to change people, I would step into your living room and just tell you how IS is. Definition of a first responder. You know what it is. Someone designated or trained. How do we get trained? When, we're, when, we, when we come together, we're trained to respond to an emergency. A first responder, as outlined in Homeland Security, says this. Listen, the term first responder refers to those individuals who in the early stages of an incident are responsible for the protection and preservation of life, property, evidence, and, in, and the environment, including emergency response providers, as defined in Section 2 of the Homeland Security Act, blah, 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 blah. We're supposed to be so in tune with what's going on in our community and those around us. You hear me say that all the time. Why? Because before that emergency erupts into something larger, we've got something inside of us to change that situation. It's about the power of my first response. I'm not telling you something I'm not, I, I, I don't battle. When, when I'm doing something in the office at the house and my girls, Daddy, can I play you uh, a song on my, on my, on my piano? In my mind, I'm going, I still got 10 things on my to-do list to do. 
God has got to change. That sound, may sound so minute to you, but if I can't learn to do it in the small things, God bless, I'll never learn how to do it in the big things. On in that, in that handbook that was talking about first responders, it talked about an awareness level. Listen, we need, to, we need an awareness of what's going on around us and an understanding of how God wants to use us to accomplish a city takeover for him. We need to be so in tune and aware. That's those first responders, they, on 9-11, when they went, they weren't thinking nothing else about, I, I've been trained for this, I got this, I'm going to do this. They didn't think about, am I going to die? They were aware of their surroundings. You must be aware. Man, stuff's falling down. I'm aware of my surroundings. But I got the power to change this situation. Well, how come that all them people weren't saved? Good question. But when we link up, what greater power we have as a body than one, than one Superman flying solo? Batman and Robin. One of the other things that we have to have as a, as a first responder is, a, is our performance level. We must be consciously aware of our level of performance. Don't be walking into a burning building if you're not suited up and ready to, to handle the smoke. Don't be trying to walk up and, 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 and try to help somebody in their marriage when you know your, your marriage is going to, to, to the junkyard. Sometimes the enemy will say, yeah, go help them. Because then you're going to get caught up in something because you weren't prepared to be a first responder. Then you're going to get caught up in something that you can't get yourself out of because you didn't suit up and get ready for that before you ever got there. Am I losing you this morning? Are you with me this morning? Is anybody getting anything out of this this morning? I feel like a dog up here just turning trick. That's what we do as a staff and as a leadership. As the leadership here. And I'm, I'm winding down. So what we do as a, as a, as a staff, we want to be aware of our performance level. Are we really making a difference? Oh, we're not in this area? Well, then let's change things up and make sure. It's all about making a difference. Planning and, 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 and management level. We, we're, a, we're planning a complete city takeover. Man, there's probably about 20, I don't know, Janelle, 20, 20 um, car details out there. Oh, you're just trying to make five bucks. No, I'm not. I'm trying to say every time somebody drives up behind your car, they see Forward Church. It's not about Forward Church, but it's about Forward Church. Let me just make that clear. It's not about Forward Church, but it is about Forward Church. Because people need to know where they can come. That's why we want to saturate. Today, I want, I, I want to see that. If you don't have one, don't just buy it just because I, oh, I'm tired of him coming up here talking about the announcements and, and they need to buy this little $5 thing. Put it on your car. It will come off. It's not permanent. If you get mad at us and don't like what I preach or dad preaches, you can take it off. But it's about a city takeover because I want to be, I want us to be, I want our kids. It's not about just right now. It's about when I'm gone and my kids are still around. I want them to, 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 to know they were a part of a ministry that wherever they look in Chiefland, they go, her life was changed. Their marriage was healed. They got healed from, from cancer, whatever. But how are they supposed to know where to come if we're not pointing them to the place? It's not about forward church. It's not about buildings. God is going to raise up. God is going to raise up a campus of buildings. Say plural. Buildings. Say it. Say it. Say it. Buildings. Buildings. It's not about the buildings, but the buildings are a tool where people's lives will be changed. That's why it's so important for us to know what our first response is going to be. So, yeah, I want to I see that I, when I go to lock the door after all y'all gone home, I'm going to walk by and see if that envelope's empty. If you got put that thing on your car, why? 
Because we want people to know there is a place. There's a place. How are we going to respond? How are we going to be first responders to someone else's mistakes? Listen, listen. How are we going to be first responders for someone else's mistakes? Remember what, remember what we, we, we learned? Love mercy. If you've been shown mercy, it's time to show mercy. It's time to go find shepherd, little, little shepherd boys with, with stuff on their, on, on, on their clothes. How many know sometimes it ain't just on your shoe where you can take the shoe off and leave it at the door and you still smell good? How many know sometimes you got to get down in there with people and you roll around and you get that stuff on you? Someone else's mistakes. How are we going to respond to that as a church? What's our first response to those that are hurting and in need? I'll pray for you, brother. No, 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 no. Don't pray for me. We must be first, first responders for what, God, for what God wants for their life. I'll pray for you. Hold that. Unless you're going to do something with that. When no one else could step in to save humanity from itself, God did. His first response, the cross. And when the enemy thought that was it, his first response, to this day, no one else has ever raised himself from the dead. Jesus Christ raised himself from the dead. That was his first response. There is power in the first response. Your first response has the potential to unlock ability and power that will change the course of someone's life. Your first response has the ability to unlock change for someone else. God wants to use you. Can you say, God wants to use me. God wants to, look at your neighbor. Turn to your spouse. God wants to use me. God wants to use me. I hear, I, I'm hearing way too much air in here, not enough voices. God wants to use me. Come on, tell somebody. God wants to use me. See, because if, if we can't make that our first response, it, and there have been those that have said, well, because of my influence and I don't like what you, what you, how you say it and, and how you leading people to Jesus, I'm going to go on. Let me tell you something. And people think, well, that just must, must mean it's not going to happen. No, that just means God is going to use somebody else to get it done and you ain't going to be a part of it. Actually, this is how I want to, ooh, Jesus. It's true. There's no one greater than Jesus. There's no power like Jesus. Jeremiah 29, 11, in closing. No, it's not that important. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> See, I'm learning how to be a first responder. Even to my Heavenly Father. Because sometimes I have an agenda, things that I want to say. God is going to do some, God is doing, and, and we're going to talk about that next week. Don't miss next week. We're just going to take a reflection of what, what he's done in 2014. And if you haven't been here since January to see what he's done, it's just, a small glimpse of what he's going to do. But when we moved in, when we moved down here, I just told you, honestly, that I, I have a plan and I see how things, you know, I, and I was listening to that message, uh, Stephen Furtick, yesterday, going to dad's birthday dinner on change of plans. You know, we talk about all the time how if God would just show me what he wants for my life, then, then I'll be better prepared for it. 
No, because two things will happen. One, you'd try to take the credit for it when you got there. And number two, you think you know the way to make that happen. So God will all the time change up plans. Mary was, Mary, 2,000 years ago plus, whatever, she was, she was being prepared. She was preparing for a wedding. God was preparing to save the world. Change of plans. So we moved down here, and I, I thought, yeah, that person and, and that person, and, and man, we're going to be, they got great qualities. We're going some of those people I don't even see anymore. That's why in Jeremiah 29 it says, I know the plans. God may want to change the plans. I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. It's okay if he wants to change the plans. Because I want it to be so big that, that people can go, there ain't no way anybody could make that happen. I know the plans. Basically, what that's telling me is, you don't know the plan. And we get, we get the plan and promise confused sometimes. He may, the promise will never change. The plan may change, but the promise will never change. The promises that God has made to this house will happen. The plan to make it get there, that may change. And I'm okay with that. I'm getting okay with that. Some of you have lost loved ones. The promise was there, but the plan changed. Christmas cards that five years ago had certain people in it don't ha- didn't have it this year. The, cha- the, plan, the, the plan changed, but the promises will never change. And if, you don't ha- if he's not giving you a promise, you need to leave this place and go fall on your face at your bedroom. Put on some music, some, some Jesus music, and, and fall on your face and go, I need a promise. I need something to stand on. What we're standing on is a promise that God has given us that we're going to raise up a generation. We're going to raise up a campus. We're going to put buildings on that place that young people can come in and learn about Jesus. They can learn stuff in an education system that they may not be getting because of whatever, 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 but in this house... And you're going to be a part of that. Say, I'm going to be a part of that. There's a reason why I'm getting you to say, I'm going to be a part of that. God wants to use me. Well, God is using me. Let me take it a step further. He wants to use you more than you think. That's why his word says, my plans for you are higher than what you think. See, when we actually capture what we think the promise looks like, it's more than that. We think we know what our property is going to look like. We think we know how many buildings. We think we know how many people. It's bigger than that. In a small town called Chief Land, Florida. It's time for us to go and find the ones who are unholy. The ones who are unworthy. The ones that are broken. The ones that are weary. The ones... It's time. Who wants to be a part of that? It's time. Everyone's standing all over this house. Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, I ask that it would ignite something in every person. Father, may, may we understand the importance of of our response. Father, may we think 
if we didn't get anything else, Father, may we, may we understand the importance and think about how I would respond if this happened. I'm prepared for this. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but if it does, this is my response. I understand that God is my refuge. I understand that God is my strength. He's my peace. He's my joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He is my ever-present help in times of trouble. Father, I ask that you would reveal to each and every person that feels connected to this house that you would begin showing the promise. We're not concerned with the plan. We will listen to your voice and move accordingly. I don't know why I preached that every head, I, every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't, know why, I don't know why God had me. If it wasn't for anybody else, I know it was for me. And that is, I have a lot of work to do. Bradley Weber has a lot of work to do in my first response and how I respond to people and how I respond to certain situations and how I respond when my plans get mixed up and changed because I thought I had the plan all together and I knew how it was supposed to go down. I needed that. But for the benefit of someone else here today that might say, you know what? may have something there little boy my first response hasn't always been one that has been Christ like my first response has been my way my first response has always been my will I would rather do something that makes me happy so for the benefit of everybody in the house we're going to say it together Oh God, today I come before you confessing there have been times in my life where my first response and, and what I give hasn't been a priority. And I, I recognize that my response has not always been pleasing to you. It has not always been a response that would direct people to you. But today, I want to be used by you. Help me to focus on my first response. Father, change my life. Change my outlook. Change my response. May my response be your response. May my first response be your first response. And God, today, take over my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my refuge. Be my strength. Be my help. I give myself to you today. In Jesus' name. Come on, can you give Jesus Christ a hand clap for his word today? Thanks for listening to this edition of Forward Church Online. We hope this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends. We want to invite you to explore our webpage at www.myforwardchurch.org. There, you'll find online giving, 
church events, and so much more. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Twitter as there's always something happening around Forward Church. If you're ever in our area, we'd like to extend an invitation to come be a part of one of our live worship experiences. Thanks again for listening to the Forward Church online podcast. Have a great week.